Good afternoon. You're listening to Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Charlotte Reed, and this is Food for Thought, which is Siren's food show. Each week I take a look at the cafes and restaurants in and around Lincoln and find out about other foodie things happening in the county too. On this week's show I chat to CJ, she's the new owner of the Angel Coffee House in Lincoln and I met up with her to find out what the future holds for the Angel. Because people love it so much there's, there's very little that really needs changing, there's no point sort of changing for the sake of it. Obviously there's things that we would like to put our own spin on um, and sort of personalise it slightly. And I met up with Ben and Alex from Snap It, Taste It, Blog It. They're a couple in a long-distance relationship who are blogging about the different types of food they've tried out. But the difference is Ben is based in Boston in Lincolnshire and Alex is over in New York. So they're both learning about the different food in both Britain and in America, but luckily Lincolnshire's produce is popular with both of them. You know, Boston sausage was the best sausage she's ever had. Oh, and my God. And obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, sausages are at an abundance in New York. You know, the Frankfurters, the hot dog stores, they're everywhere. Um, so for her to come to Lincolnshire this and say that these are the best sausages she's ever had, I think is, you know, is testament to the wonderful produce we have mm. here. On 107.3 FM, this is Siren FM. The Angel Coffee House's speciality is, quite obviously, coffee. And the independent cafe is based on Free School Lane in Lincoln in a very beautiful building that used to be the vestry hall for St Swithin's Church. There's a new owner, CJ, who's getting used to being the one in charge. CJ used to work at the Angel Coffee House, so when she took over, she knew what the customers liked and what they wanted from their local cafe. Last week, I met up with CJ and I started by asking her how she ended up being the new owner. Well, I worked here um, about four years ago now. I um, was in my last year of uni and um, left my bar job. I had a friend that worked here and he said, I'll come down and and give it a go. So I walked in one afternoon, I met Max, who was the guy that originally set up the Angel. Um, And he said, make me a coffee. So I I got behind the bar, made him a coffee and he probably threw it away and said, that's not how you make coffee. I'm going to show you how to make coffee properly. And um, I got the job. And, and that's how my sort of my love affair with this place began, I suppose. I just I, I fell in love with it instantly. It's amazing. And so is it quite a nice thing to now be in charge of it? Yeah, it is. I think um, as well because the the owners and and well the the original owners um, they put a lot of love into this place. It's a very it's very personal to them. So um, for me to take it on from them was always going to be difficult. And I think for them to hand it over was always going to be difficult. Difficult. But the, the fact that I sort of have so much interest sort of invested in this place and so much love for it I think they knew that it was always going to be in good hands um, I was going to look after the place and I think it's good for the customers um, as well because um, the old owners were such a big part to them as well so I think when they found out that it might have been under new management there was not uproar as such but I think there would have been a few people maybe disappointed um, and worried that they were going to come to their sort of favourite place and it be no longer so the fact that there's there's somebody that's taken it over that was there originally and um, sort of knows how the place works best, I think it's peace of mind for them as well, that their favourite place is still here. So does that mean you're going to sort of keep running it as it, as it was before or you're going to make any changes? No, absolutely. I think there's um, because people love it so much, there's, there's very little that really needs changing. There's no point sort of changing for the sake of it. Um, obviously there's things 
that we would like to put our own spin on um, and sort of personalise it slightly and we've looked at bringing in um, obviously a new food menu um, we've changed the coffee ever so slightly um, but with regards to the branding and the interior and the whole f- general feel for the place um, there's no real need to change it it's just it's perfect as it is very lucky so what kind of things does the angel offer well we're, I suppose our sort of aim really is to, is to provide that sort of independent feel. I mean, Lincoln now has, um, I guess, an influx of coffee shops. Um, the High Street, for example, has got a lot of chains on it. Um, so we're kind of offering people that, that independent feel, which we are. Um, but at the same time, I think sometimes with independence comes um, perhaps try and make themselves superior to the chains or um, maybe even sort of pretentiousness the fact that oh we're an independent place we're we're better than everybody else but we really want to try and avoid that so we want to to give that sort of friendly um, friendly feel with the sort of the difference of an independent independent place and and the fact that it's personal I think every time you come here it's a personal experience it's not sort of um, you're not treated just like a number you're treated as we know we know a lot of customers by name and we know what sort of things they like and so every time they come here it's it's yeah it's a friendly experience and that is I think that's that's our aim to make it a friendly place to come and drink your coffee and so coffee is kind of your your main thing would you say yeah I think so um yeah I think initially people come here for a coffee um, and then we I think we use that to get them through the door, perhaps. And I think once they're in here, we then sort of have got a lot of other things to offer as well. So we've got some amazing cakes, um, a lot of freshly made food. So I think once they're here, then there's other options as well. But yeah, coffee is definitely our main our main sell. And so how do you sort of do your coffee then? Um, well, we use a... Um, our blend is um, from a roastery in uh, Huddersfield, sorry, um, and they're called Grumpy Mule, and we use their landscape blend, um, and that's basically our base for all our coffees. So all our coffees are made using an espresso base, um, and then we just sort of we go from there really. So you kind of have to. So when you first sort of first came in and you you didn't make the coffee up to the previous owner's stand, you sort of learn a lot from then. Yeah, definitely. And I was lucky. Um, the the staff that were here then as well. Um, I worked with a guy called Chris who was um, a real sort of a real coffee geek, I suppose. And he he was quite professional. He taught me a lot of what I know now. And um, I think I think coffee is one of those things where you can have it served differently everywhere every time you go somewhere different it, you can you can ask for a cappuccino and it can be served a million different ways people have different takes on it I suppose which is fair enough but um, it was nice to be kind of shown how how it should be made properly I suppose um, because I've been trained in a bar I suppose the first time I'd ever used an espresso machine was in a bar um, and anyone that knows anything about coffee will know that if you work in a bar coffee is just the second thought if second thought at all it's it's one of those things it's a bit of annoyance when someone asks you for a coffee because you're used to making cocktails and pouring wine and somebody wants a cappuccino you just sort of think oh for goodness sake really and it's always at sort of seven o'clock at night when you've just cleaned down the machine so yeah bars and coffee don't really go together so when I um when I came here and I made Max a cappuccino and I I sort of dolloped this 
like bath-like foam on top of this coffee he was just aghast at what I'd made him <laughs> and just sort of said no that's not how you make a cappuccino so I know you learn <laughs> and there'll be more from CJ later in the show Ben and Alex are a couple who blog about food, but the difference with their blog is that Ben lives in Boston, Lincolnshire, and Alex lives in New York. They use their blog, Snap It, Taste It, Blog It, to update their readers and each other on what new foods, cafes, and restaurants they've tried out. So I wanted to find out a bit more, so earlier this week, Ben visited the Siren Studios, and Alex was on the phone from New York. And I started by asking Ben how the idea for Snap It, Taste It, Blog It came around. Well, Alex came over to England uh, Christmas last year. It was the first time she came over um, to meet my parents and everything. And she came over for three weeks, um, Christmas, New Year's, and a couple of weeks in January. And, and I was able to show her uh, the wonderful places we have in Lincolnshire, you know, the local produce. We have an abundance of amazing local produce here. And we were able to um, go around these wonderful places. And Alex and I would sit there and be eating our food, and, you know, we'd, be, and we'd be commenting to each other the different aspects of the food we're having. We weren't just saying, oh, this is tasty, that's tasty. We were taking everything into consideration. You know, the atmosphere, the, the, the subtle nuances of dishes that perhaps people don't really realize. And then that's what was by the by. Then Alex went home, and then um, her mum, Paola, she had a sort of a brainwave as, um, out of nowhere. And she said, why don't you guys blog about this? Why don't you guys blog about your food and travel discoveries whenever you visit each other? And also when you're separate, when you're in your own respective countries, um, why don't you talk about what you're doing at that time? And it was sort of this fledgling idea that really snowballed very, very quickly um, to the point where what was probably January 15th, January 16th, we went live on April 11th after a lot of hard graft and trying to make sure that we could create a website and we could have the backlog of blogs that we wanted to put in on the articles that we could have a, a very heavy content website ready to go for launch date April 11th. And I, we, it was a lot of hard work from both Alex and myself and also mm -hmm. our respective families because, you know, they put a lot of support and effort in, both financial and just moral support. And we're very, very proud that we were able to hit our deadlines and we've been going three months since. So it's been a wonderful journey so far. So, Alex, from the sounds of it, it's more than just, this blog is more than just, well, we ate this and, and it was tasty. There's more work that goes into it than that. Oh, my gosh. It's it's like a full-time job, for sure. Um, we're always searching for new places to review. Um, we've been really lucky. We've met some wonderful small businesses and vendors, but we go and we do tons of research beforehand and we interview and it's a lot of, you know, photography, taking photos of food, meeting people. So it's definitely more than just, you know, I had a bagel for breakfast. Um, we try to have the reader, you know, taste what it is we had and see the place and just really put them in our shoes. So it is extensive work, but it's fun. It doesn't feel, you know, mm. like, you know, mindless stuff. It's what we enjoy. We're really passionate about it for sure. And what kind of places do you decide that you're going to review or you're going to sort of blog about? I've really been looking into kind of smaller places here in the city. Um, I've had a wonderful experience in Brooklyn. Um, there's a wonderful food movement ha uh, happening there. So it's just like really small mom and pop kind of shops because um, there are huge places, you know, fast food places or corporate places. But we'd rather focus on, you know, hidden gems restaurants or cafes or even kind of you know like a cart there have been some places there they don't even have a shop yet they're working from food festivals or from a little like cart and 
you know, expose them to people. And Ben, when you look at the the blog at the moment, the kind of the big difference between what Alex posts and what you post is that you have the sort of the nice quaint uh, food festivals going to be going to at the moment. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very much in favour of promoting local businesses, and I think when you do attend these food festivals, what you see is an array of local businesses. You people like Spire Chocolates and Little Chocolatier Ices, which you know are making their stuff from their own kitchen at home, who have changed their extra room into an office so they can have the accounts and it's those people who are who are looking for the funding from the princess trust or what have you um that do really really appeal to myself because you want to give them that exposure you, you want to sort of make them aware of social media and you want to make sure that people on a wider scale on an international scale because we do have a readership in new york you know are aware that there is some wonderful wonderful produce in lincolnshire and it's not just the big players it's not just boston sausage lincolnshire sausage it's not these really really big amazing products it is also the the smaller people who perhaps don't get a look in um and more often than not what they're what they're serving is incredible not up to us per se but it's we feel that we can help by giving them the extra exposure that Mm -hmm. perhaps they don't have themselves from their own resources and what's kind of the big big differences between food in lincolnshire and food in new york (laughs) that's a tricky one um i think I think the food in New York is far more adventurous because you have such a, a multicultural city. I mean, it is mm. the, you know, it is the um, definition of multicultural, New York City. And I think Lincolnshire doesn't have that as such. Um, what, what Lincolnshire has is very established family businesses, you know, lots of farm produce. That seems to be the big thing for, here for obvious reasons. It's an agricultural county. Um, and then, you know, in New York, you have Vietnamese food, Taiwanese food, and all this different food from the people who are coming to the city and bringing their food with them. Um, so in Lincolnshire, you have your, you know, you have your meats, you have your dairy stuff, obviously, from, from the cows. And, it, and it's, it's not that it's limited to that, but that's what you can have an abundance of, and baked goods as well. Whereas, you know, in, in New York, you do have that plethora of food available, which we we will never have because we're never going to have that sort of influx of people from such an array of countries come to Lincolnshire. So New York is definitely more adventurous, um, but they they have their separate qualities. You know, I, I think you know. I mean, Alex said herself when she came over in Christmas. You know, Boston sausage was the best sausage she's ever had. Oh and my obvi- god! And obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, sausages are at an abundance in New York. You know, the Frankfurters, the hot dog stores, they're everywhere. Um, so for her to come to Lincolnshire, this not a small county, it's a very large county, but in comparison to America, this sort of small, small place in, in Boston, and say that these are the best sausages you've ever had, I think is, you know, is testament to the wonderful produce we have here. Mm. I think that that's the beauty of the blog, too. Um, one of the, the many is the difference between New York and or Boston or Lincoln, um, Lincolnshire in general is you do have that contrast where you guys have amazing produce. It was the best sausage I've ever had, hands down. I couldn't believe it. Um, And while it's diverse, in New York we have tons of, you know, different kinds of food. For us, you know, festivals and fresh produce and, you know, farms is foreign. So we we love seeing that kind of stuff. So I, I, I love the fact that, you know, Ben shows the viewers more than just you know london because i think a lot of americans might instantly just associate london to england and we get to see so much more it's it's we're really lucky on our side that ben gets to expose that for us it's great and what kind of things do you get uh, jealous of when you see ben blogging about and wish that you'd been <laughs> <to try that? laughs> 
That is a great question. Um, I was lucky during my three weeks to, with some of the food Ben introduced me to. So every time, you know, he's having like a bap of some kind or sausage or just any food he gets to have, um, I'm always like, ugh, I wish I was there because it's all so tasty. Um, and I think it's, you know, example, the, the um, Lincolnshire, the festival, the Lincoln show that he covered. Oh, my gosh acres and acres and just so much land and so much, you know, different things to see. I don't have anything like that here at all. So that is something I look forward to experiencing when I go over because it just seems, you know, so exciting and it's, you learn so much and obviously the food is just delicious. So yeah, it, it looks like he's having a wonderful time on his end. And then the sort of same thing to you, Ben, what kind of things are you immensely jealous of (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously when you think of new york i guess you are sort of linking with you know synonymously with burgers and hot dogs and all that sort of wonderfully wonderfully delicious yet horrible food for you um you know there are some wonderful burger joints in america and i think you know even though london is is doing very well on the burger front I do think New York City is the place to be regarding getting that type of food. You know, even even though you know we talk about the discoveries we make in Lincolnshire, Alex and I made some wonderful discoveries in in New York as well. A place called Corzo, which is this Hungarian-style burger, mm. um, going into Chinatown, these different types of noodles. And I think it is that it is that this constant discovery of food and hidden gems, like Alex said, in New York City, which I do miss. You know, not just the food we've had before, but knowing full well that. If Alex is going to walk down the street today, she's going to spot something which is, you know, which is wonderful, which which she feels is a place that we have to attend, that we have to really look into. So there is not jealousy, but obviously you are pining to be back in the city, uh, not just mm. be with my girlfriend, obviously, but to be walking the, walking the streets and spotting those wonderful places that you've never seen before. Because you can't in Lincoln, you can do that because in Lincoln you do see these little little um, pop up shots which are wonderful, but in in Boston. Perhaps it's the opposite. You see shops disappearing, which is never too good to see. Um, but you do miss that diversity of food in New York City. When you're reading the blog, it, it looks kind of like you obviously know that outside of it that you're, you're talking all the time and not about food, you know, in the way that mm. relationships are. But um, you kind of feel that the blog is like you're updating one another on, on mm. what you've been doing that, that, that's to do that. So was that kind of the, one of the points behind it as well? We miss each other every single day, um, and long-distance relationships are, are difficult. Um, that is just a given, but it's great that we get to put our energy into into the blog, and it definitely is an update. It's kind of like, you know, great to see, you know, through photos and his writing what Ben is doing and what he's experiencing, um, but we get to not only, you know, we're in a relationship with one, on, one another, but we get to work together. And it's really great. He's a wonderful, wonderful business partner. I couldn't have asked for anyone better. Um, so it is like checking in and just getting to live vicariously <laughs> through him because, you know, I get to see his writing and his photos. It's lovely. Is that the same kind of thing for you? Uh, definitely. And also sort of adding on to what Alex has just said, you know, knowing that if I come back to New York soon, she's found all these wonderful places, these incredible places that we that we can put on our list of you know places mm. to visit. Not only do we want to discover new places, but if Alex has had this great experience where she's had Taiwanese noodles that we've never had before, because our tastes are similar when it comes to discovering new things, I know full well that I'm going to like it if she likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I, I do think that's very true. It's a case of even though Alex and I do talk about the things and I'm aware that she went somewhere that day and I hear, hear her feedback, it is when she does publish her, her findings, her article, I'm like every, every, you know, all the other readers we do have. It's the first time I'm reading her, you know, her things as well. So it's great to see the photo. She's a wonderful photographer. And, and I think that it's, it's great to read you know, what she thought. And she has a wonderful way with words, you know, because I can hear her speaking when she does write. <laughs> so um, it's always good to read um, her articles. And it's a case of, because I'm starting to get to know New York City as far as geographically. So when she mentions certain places like neighborhoods, I'm kind of picturing in my head where they are, what they're nearby, um, so which is good as well. And I'm sure it's the same for Alex. You know, when I when I find these places in Boston, Lancashire, I'm sure she's itching to attend mm. them when she comes over, hopefully in September this this year. And so, what's kind of the the future for your your Snap It, Taste It blogging? I mean, we do, we do have goals. We, even though it's it's a wonderful experience for Alex and us to be doing it. You know, it is a it is a business. It it, it is we're, we're trying to make it into a trying to monetize it and making it into a profitable business. And I think that has to be our our long term goal. Um, I think if we can continue to sort of give exposure to these places in Lincolnshire and hopefully branch out into, you know, into, into the rest of the country, Alex is coming over, fingers crossed, you know, September, October time, and, and we do intend to, to sort of travel around the country, really, and find different places outside of Lincolnshire because there are some, you know, there's some incredible food elsewhere. Ben mentioned, you know, coming over in September and October is something we're really looking forward to because we have a lot of things lined up, you know, festivals, there are tons happening on your end. So being able to attend and cover those events, we really look forward to that. And I think, um, like Ben said, you know, continue with features. And it's great when people approach us. You know, I had um, the this place here in the city, the International Wings Factory, they approached us. And, and that was a first. And, you know, it was great to be able to cover. They had just opened up and, you know, give them the exposure they deserve. So if we can keep that up, it would be wonderful. And that was Ben and Alex from Snap It, Taste It, Blog It. And you can listen to that interview all again online. Just head to sirenonline.co.uk and click on Food for Thought. And if you have any thoughts on the show or you know of a really great cafe or restaurant that you think should be featured here on Food for Thought, then let me know. You can tweet the station using at SirenFM. This week's local food profile is the Angel Coffee House in Lincoln. CJ is the new owner and she's only recently become in charge in the past few weeks, so she's adapting to being the person in charge. Earlier in the show, there was the first half of our chat where CJ spoke about how she's keen to keep the Angel running as it was under the original owners, but at the same time make sure the cafe reflects her personality as well. The Angel Coffee House is the old vestry hall for St Swithin's Church, so it's a beautiful building but slightly limiting for a cafe because there's no kitchen. So I asked CJ if it helps or hinders them. I think it can be quite limiting, but then at the same time, um, it's probably quite, it's quite nice for us really because we've got... Um, it just means that there's only certain things we can make, so we, we, we don't have all these endless options to sort of play with. We, we know that we can do sandwiches and paninis and anything that can be freshly made um, to order during the day, that's our thing. So from there, we can just kind of build on it, I suppose. Um, we don't end up kind of going off with some crazy ideas about cooking this. And um, so, yeah, so, so really it's, it's all freshly made every morning and it's, it's very simple. It's the sort of nice, healthy, simple, good food, I suppose. <laughs> and you also sort of have other people who are from around Lincoln who, who produce things for you as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, obviously we use um, a large wholesale supplier for 
um, bits and pieces. Um, but we do try and we we did say from the beginning we wanted to use um, as much as many sort of local companies as we could. So, for example, a lot of our breads come from JH Starbuck, who are based in Market Raisin. I think they also have a bakery on Burn Road. Um, we also use. Um, Baked by Eileen, who um, she just makes cakes out of her kitchen. Um, she does some beautiful carrot cakes, it's always a really popular one. She makes our quiches for us, um, and she also does a lot of seasonal um, baking as well. So every week, along with our sort of usual order, she'll bring a, a lovely cake that she's made sort of to fit the weather. And um, so, for example, this sort of lovely weather we've had recently, she's bought in a really summery um, elderflower and poppy seed loaf. Um, which is delicious and that's gone down really well this week so she's another one that we use also yeah and since sort of being taking over the management have you found how much sort of life has to change to adapt to running the place yeah I think so I think um, you kind of have this notion maybe that I oh, sort of running your own business you have sort of all the time in the world and you be your own boss and things like that and um, really you're here every minute of the day. <laughs> I think not because you have to be, but also because you really want to be. Um, I could quite happily just sort of close the doors and um, sort of waste away the hours here, sort of moving around furniture and messing around with coffee and, and just generally playing with the place. I think it's, I think it's one of those things where I'm sort of always going to be tweaking until I until I can get it right. I'm a bit of a a bit of a nester anyway. I'm at home. I'm always moving things around and um, sort of rearranging books on shelves and furniture and things. So here it's 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 sort of because I'm here all the time and I see it from so many different angles. I am um, I'm just constantly moving things. <laughs> but you also sort of here play a part uh, sort of in the community really. Of you you host clubs and things like that as yeah. well. Yeah, that's right. So we have um, a few groups. Um, sort of ongoing at the moment they've been here for a while we have the LGBT um, that meet every other Thursday um, between 6 and 8 they just come down here and have a coffee and a chat really it's quite sort of, um, sort of it's a nice sort of meeting space for them um, and also the Philosophy Cafe which was originally set up by um, a group of six formers in uh, Minster School that, that sort of decided they wanted a, a place to meet and sort of discuss um, philosophy I suppose and, and sort of everything that comes with it and um, so that started about probably about four years ago and has just sort of carried on obviously the original members have um, moved on to other places now and at university all around the country and things but it's always had somebody there it's been such a popular group that somebody's always been willing to sort of take it on and carry it on and I suppose carry on the torch um, but it is it's such a the kind of the building really lends itself sort of its location and the atmosphere in it to small groups and in the evenings and things so it's something that we'd definitely look at um, sort of encouraging and improving so if anybody had any ideas or they wanted a space for um, sort of a group to meet of an evening then we're definitely open for suggestions and things like book clubs and things is, there's so many avenues that we can explore um, it's just sort of we've not we've not even got to that stage yet but it's it's nice because it has that potential. You mentioned that there's a lot of coffee shops uh, in Randlincoln, but I don't think anywhere has sort of a location as as pretty as one of these, really. No, definitely not. I think um, I think we can safely say we're pretty new, pretty unique to the area. Um, and for example, like we're here sat outside now in 
the middle of town. We've got, we're surrounded by grass and trees and we're watching people going about their daily business and it's not really that sort of loud either. It's sort of, you can sit here, you can quite happily sit here and just watch the world go by. Um, and for somewhere in the middle of the city, it's, it's very rare that you would be able to do that normally. So yeah, we're very, very lucky. It's a beautiful building and we've got a beautiful area outside as well. Do you get a lot of people sort of ask maybe about the history of the building and things like that? Yeah, I think um, it, it does interest a lot of people. We're obviously um, right next to Swithin's Church, which is quite a building in itself anyway. So um, people do come along and, and they sort of, they ask um, about the history. And, and we are, in fact, the old vestry hall for St. Swithin's Church, um, although it hasn't been so for about 15 years, I believe. Um, so it's nice that um, it has that history behind it and the, the building sort of retains so much of its character and um, yeah it's lovely. And did you ever think that you'd kind of end up being in charge of your own sort of independent cafe? No not at all I think um, when I used to obviously when I was here way back when and you sort of have those quiet afternoons where you would sort of sit and just survey the, your surroundings and think oh I wonder what I would do if, if or, this is what I would do if this place was mine or you'd have all these crazy ideas and I think being here initially really sparked something that I think going through uni I wasn't really sure what my end sort of goal was going to be my degree was sort of sorted but it was never it never was really going to lead on to anything I mean I studied criminology and whilst I absolutely loved my three years at uni coming out into a recession and where they were just sort of making cuts left, right and centre. Um, there was sort of nothing really available and nothing that I was really interested in doing. So it was that sort of having, having the opportunity to find something I was passionate about. Um, it, was, it was wonderful, obviously being here really sparked that. So sort of like I spent um, a few years after graduation just kind of floating between sort of a few kind of corporate admin jobs I suppose um, not really sure where what was going to happen or where they were going to lead and then when I finally sort of got the, the sort of the call from the, the old owner who said obviously do you guys fancy it it just sort of just seemed such it just was the right the right time definitely so yeah it's it's I'm still sit here now and I can't quite believe it it's amazing and that was CJ from the Angel Coffee House in Free School Lane in Lincoln And that's all for this week's Food for Thought. If you have any restaurant recommendations or just want to get in touch, then head to sirenonline.co.uk and click on Food for Thought. And there you'll find out how you can get in touch with me. You'll also find previous episodes of Food for Thought to listen to as well. So last week's podcast has my interview with Eileen from Baked by Eileen, who makes cakes from her kitchen at home using seasonal and local produce.